Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Well, thank you for listening to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International here in Lee Summit. My name's Ryan, the host of the, the podcast with Pastor Christian. It's great to be on here today with you, Pastor Christian. Uh, this Sunday's message was titled Humble and Hopeful, yeah. and it was part of the, the series The Kingdom. And our Bible text is in Matthew fifteen twenty one through 28. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, we want to welcome you. We're glad you found us. We hope you'll rate us and uh, share this with some friends. Uh, people tune in every week, uh, as always, to try to grow in their faith, and we want to help activate people. So, Pastor Christian, um, people might uh, may have noticed as they opened up their bulletin, there were no weekly reflections in there this week. And uh, so would you kind of explain why you did that and what, what we're planning to do as we move forward? Yeah, as we've talked about our next year of ministry. So as we moved into the building, we kind of, we reset and, and in our time, our terminology, we relaunched our church. We relaunched the mission of our church at kind of the pace of our original launch, which over three years of ministry was the three calls, the three distinct calls of Jesus to his disciples over their time with him, mm-hmm. um, come and see for a year Come see what Jesus is about at Journey. Come and follow. Come and get on mission with the Master, and then come on, come and die. Give it, give everything. Um, leverage your life for the kingdom. Uh, so, 2022 has been come and see, mm-hmm. and we've been doing lots of events to invite people from our community in to see uh, the heart of our church, the mission of our church, so that ho- hopefully they can see the heart of Jesus and the mission of Jesus. Next year for us is going to be a come and follow year where we are going to really dig deep into discipleship. And one of our goals is that people would really learn to walk with Jesus. And we know you walk with Jesus uh, much better, much more faithfully, much further, um, and at a much deeper level when you walk in community. So we're, we're reviewing everything at our church and trying to figure out uh, what, at our ch- what at our church is content that people can watch or maybe roll around in their own head. And what at our church is really designed to go further in community. And we think um, discussion, spiritual discussion, is meant to be had in community between people, not just in your own head and heart. And those reflection questions really are meant to be processed in discussion. Like like this Activate podcast is not me thinking about the message that I preached. It's us talking about it. Because when you begin to talk about it, when you begin to listen, when you begin to ask questions, when you begin to turn things and look at it through different angles, you just learn more. So that's one of the one of the first steps that we'll take to begin to drive what we would call reflection and application towards community. And you'll see more and more of that at Journey this fall. Uh, you'll see some things that we've developed that were primarily developed for content for an individual that really become resources for community because we believe that's the way it sticks um, and deepens you the most. And we do not just want to be producers of content. We've not been called to produce content. We've been called to make disciples. And we think if we take some of the content we are producing and we begin to push it into community rather than just stopping at the individual, that we'll do a better job making disciples. Yeah, and it's interesting as you and I talked about this and then as we looked at Come and See, I think I shared some stats with our with our uh, leadership team this week yep. about just how how people have been coming. We've had I think over 1,250 people let us know they're here. Right. Um, and then what's 
what the the good news is is even though we're not in a come and follow year, we've had more people in groups than we ever have. So right. it's great that people are digging in, and we want to capitalize on that. And now, how do we how do we help people grow even more once they're in groups? Yep, um, we're five weeks in to these kingdom profiles of kingdom citizens. Which of them has stood out to you as the most important? Oh man, um, man, Pastor Mike's message last week on the Pharisees was really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, his list of you might be a legalist if, and some of the warning signs he gave uh, about being a legalist were, I mean, just really, really good. For me, the last one is always my favorite one. I mean, I love looking at John the Baptist. Uh, I think I said this the last time we did a podcast. I love looking at the disciples. I love looking at the Apostle Peter. I love looking at the Pharisees. All of those, for the most part, live and remain in the first century yeah. as examples for us spiritually. They're kind of the First Corinthians ten six. These things took place as examples for us so that we could learn not to develop a heart of unbelief from what we learn from biblical characters. But the Canaanite woman, she's a modern person. Mm-hmm. Yes, she existed 2,000 years ago. But she is any broken person in need of a Savior that anyone has ever met. So I think for me, looking at her story um, and seeing her desperation for Jesus and learning the humility that it takes to come to Jesus. Uh, We said in the message, the Pharisees heard Jesus say that they were not good enough for God and they were offended the Canaanite woman heard Jesus say she was not good enough for God, and she agreed. And Jesus said, that's it. That's the faith right there. The person who comes to me and knows they're broken and is not offended at my message that you've got to repent, you've got to be born again. What you offer is simply not good enough. Um, The person who will come in that type of faith seeking mercy, not justification. Pharisees trying to justify themselves the Canaanite woman who just said, have mercy. Treat me like I need to be treated, not how I deserve to be treated, because I know I'm not your primary audience, and I know I'm not good enough for you. But if you would give me what I need rather than what I deserve, you'll be my Lord, you'll be my master. Um, for that reason, I think, because she is a picture of everyone today, and, and where where we have to get, like, you don't start spiritually until you get to the point of the Canaanite woman where you are where you're hum- humble, um, until you're humble spiritually, you can't begin to be hopeful spiritually. And her humility allowed her to say, I got nothing to offer, but I'm willing to receive everything. And she was hopeful in this Jewish Savior, this Canaanite woman who acknowledged Jesus by the term of the Jewish Savior, son of David. So I think for that reason, because she's the latest and because she is so transferable, right? No more John the Baptist. I mean, people, big and brash, but... John the Baptist, pretty one of a kind. Disciples uh, were, were 12 guys pulled out of history, one of a kind. Simon Peter, one of a kind among the disciples. Pharisees, I, I mean, actually a really religious political group, 2,000 years. Canaanite woman, just a broken woman in need of Jesus. You and I know a lot of people like that. Uh, so so for that reason, I enjoy her her picture as much as any of them because of how relevant it is in 2022. It's been interesting is if you were to sit and just listen to all of those different messages, how it would help you in so many different areas of your life, right? I think we all 
you know, squealed in our chair a little bit last week as Pastor Mike thought, mm, man, I got some things to work on. It was and good. Certainly, yeah. as we talked about, do I have the, the faith of Peter? Do I have that yep. type? I mean, there's just so yep. many aspects that... Yeah, do I have the courage of John? Um, yeah, do I have the faith of Peter? Do I have the heart of a legalist? Mm. Or am I trusting Jesus? Yeah, I mean, you, you could go right... And that's why we're doing it. We're yeah. We're building this profile of what a Christian looks like, so... You can look at yourself in the mirror and see what you are missing, and what you need. We're kind of um, we're kind of on the the yellow brick road with Dorothy, yeah. trying to figure out who needs a heart and who needs a brain. And what was the other one? <laughs> the scarecrow, Our, the tin courage. man. The, yeah, and who, yeah. yeah, and who needs? Like, yeah. We're trying to figure out what do we like. We're looking at these profiles, saying, "I realize what I'm missing spiritually, yeah. and what I need." So yeah, hope hopefully we're developing that and beginning to learn those things. Do I have compassion? Do I practice generosity? These are all great things to do a self-assessment with. And that's that's what this portion of this series is. I can't believe we're 10 weeks into it. So the kingdom started as this 17-week chunk of Scripture. It's like, this is going to take forever, four months. We're already 10 weeks, more than halfway through this series. I've loved it, and I can't wait for the next seven. And if people have been tracking with us all the way through Matthew, I mean, what... What better messages than Matthew five, six, and seven? I mean, yeah. there's so much great on the yeah. Sermon of the Mount. So, those were uh, those were terrific. Uh, the transition you share mm-hmm. bet- between God's phase one right. and God's phase two. Right. That plan reminds me of something Mike shared last week when we spoke uh, when he spoke of the Pharisees. They were so legalistic. They had a narrow a they had a very narrow view of God uh, of who God would accept. So why why is it so important for Christians today not to have this same narrow view mentality of God's grace? Well, when we look at God's plan for redemption, which was really the first big point of the message, what is God's plan for redemption? It is to reach the world. Phase one of reaching the world was I'm going to reach a family who turns into a nation, and that nation is going to bless the entire world. And that obviously would be Abraham, his son Isaac, grandson Jacob. They would become the 12 tribes of Jacob's name, which changed Israel. So this family reunion that was 12 sons of Israel became an extended family known as the nation or the people of Israel. They were supposed to be the ones to show the world God and to tell the world who God's Savior was going to be. And they didn't. They thought it was just for them. And while the Jewish Savior did come through the line of the people of Israel... They were not interested in, in being engaged in God's plan of redemption anymore. They, they didn't want to be the mouthpiece. They just wanted to be the recipients of it. So we learned that the church started off as a very Jewish church in the book of Acts, but then the Jewish people rejected that this Savior could be for all peoples, even though God clearly told Abraham in Genesis 12 that we looked at that he would bless all, the Messiah would bless all nations, so God's plan turned towards the Christian church, which is mostly Gentiles, stepping in to fulfill his plan of redemption, which is to tell the whole world about God. When we begin to think it's just about us and not about the world, uh, we're, we're, like, we're, we're in trouble of God's plan moving to phase three, which there's not a phase three evangelistic plan. Phase three would be God judges the world of all sin, um, God ends this phase of the world, and the eternal kingdom begins. Those of us who are Christians would say, "Yeah, let's do that." Those of us who are Christians who still have P 
people that we love who don't know Jesus say, hang on, I'm still on mission. Yeah. And I think for us, when we, when we try to narrow the gate to us and now, um, we, are, we are telling God, I'm grateful that your plan of redemption included me, but now that it's got me, let's be done. Um, that didn't work with the Jewish people. That's not going to work with the Gentile church. And I think we've got to continue to be aware God's plan of redemption uh, includes us, but it's for him. Yeah. Uh, and make sure we continue to be for him in the, in the mission of God of telling the world not only who the God of Israel is, but who the Savior of the world is. Which is why our people have to continue to remind themselves almost every Sunday we've been in existence, we've quoted our yeah. mission statement, right? Yeah. We exist yeah. to see people far from yeah. God who become passionate Christians yep. who make a difference in the world. That yep. that can't just be something we say once in a while. It has to be in our heart. Yeah, and I loved, I think my favorite part of Mike's message last week is when he said, we, we want to be a church that just like is willing to get our hands dirty with like messy situations and hurting people and growing people and people who need like we do not want to be like a little Jesus club that nobody else is invited to we we want to be a an, an authentic movement of Jesus where everyone is invited to come and meet Jesus and give their hearts and lives to Jesus and struggle in the mess of walking with Jesus i thought mike just so clearly like nailed who, the heart of our church, yeah. uh, as as he gave that message, and the, and it's hard to have a heart like that. It's it's messy to have a heart like that, but we do believe it's the mission of Jesus and what we've been called to. Jesus was very very patient with us. He continues to be very very patient with us, and I think he wants us to be patient and loving as we reach out and try to try to touch the world for him. And often we baptize kids who don't have messy testimonies, but if right. you've listened in long enough or watched our church long enough, you've seen that we've had some unbelievable transformations of people who others might have looked past and thought, God will never reach them. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah hundreds. Hundreds, yep. and I just love it. Uh, I love to hear the stories of like, wow, God's done a work in your life. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on this, but kingdom citizen number five was the Canaanite woman. We see in the text her posture... Uh, we see how she refers to herself. Often people are not very transparent or humble about their spiritual condition. What What do you think is pleasing to God about the example she sets when it comes to her spiritual condition? I think, one, that she comes to Jesus with no zero spiritual pride, and she is willing to receive from Jesus what he's willing to offer. And she believes that will be enough, right? So Matthew takes us through this transition from that really is a picture of, of God's redemptive plan moving from one nation to, a, to, a church, to his ecclesia, his group of people who have been called out to touch the world. Uh, and, and it does, as we start the message, we ask the question, like, is this hard-hearted Jesus or is this something more profound? Because she's like, Jesus, help me. And he's like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even answer her, doesn't acknowledge her. And the disciples are like, um, tell her to be quiet. And he said, tell her I've come for Israeli people. She's not one of them. And she says, uh, like, Lord, even um, like he, he said, he, he said, said something like the master of the ceremony doesn't th throw his food to dogs. And she's like, yeah, but the dogs get the scraps that fall off the table. She was basically saying, I realize that to you Jewish people in your Jewish system, I am out, I realize I am outside the kingdom of your God. But I also realize that your people 
and your kingdom were supposed to be giving something to me. And if you have anything to offer me, I'll take it. I think her, her heart of humility that was absolutely hopeless without Jesus. And we read through Revel- or Romans chapter 3 where Paul's like, there's nobody right. No one has a chance without Jesus. She comes to Jesus in the broken posture of Romans 3, which in theology we get the term complete depravity or total depravity for like everything inside of you is broken and lost. She comes to Jesus like with, I got nothing, but if you have anything, it will be enough for me. And I think so many people come to Jesus either thinking they have something to offer him or offering him everything but a small part of themselves or a big part of themselves. And this lady says, I've got nothing but all of it's yours. And anything you can offer me will be enough for me. So she really is the picture of, she presents to Jesus a very empty picture. It says, I've, like, it, it is the picture of Philippians chapter 2. She totally emptied herself of any, I've got nothing to offer, but if you will fill me up, I'm willing to receive it all. And Jesus says, your, your faith and your humility is incredible because you see your desperate situation and you, underst- and you understand my heart. And he healed her daughter on the spot. And what an incredible example for us. I think if people see us that way, I think if see, the opposite of Mike's message of Pharisees, if people see us as humble and yeah. not pious and they see us as just broken people who need a Savior, I think there's something attractive about that that attracts other broken people who realize, man, they can... There's a God that loves me and will help. Yeah, I'll use Jesus' words. Ryan, I am a dog spiritually. Yeah. I'm a dog spiritually. Um, like a scavenger dog. You add, you add up all the sins of my past. Like I'm, I'm, a, like I'm one of those third world country dogs running around scavenging. Yeah. That's how much I have to offer. Mm-hmm. But Jesus allowed his grace to trickle down to me. And it, and it changed everything. Yeah. And yeah, I think... You know, Mike Mike talked about how people viewed the Pharisees, and then he said, like, I wonder if that, if that's how people talk. Like, what yeah. do you think about Christians? And he's like, oh, those are the judgy, think mm-hmm. they're better than everyone else. It's like, ooh, I, I, I hope if people get a chance to know me and hear my story well enough that they'll know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dog spiritually. But the crumbs of Jesus changed me deeply. They were enough for me, and they changed me deeply. Yep. So in today's environment, uh, mercy is not something that's given often yeah. or very quickly, Yeah, right? We've seen that a lot lately. In what way should Christians lead the way in this attribute? Yeah, so we, de- we uh, define mercy as undeserved favor and treating someone as they need to be treated, not how they deserve to be treated. We live in a world that wants everyone um, to trust our intentions rather than judge us by our actions while we judge people for their um, actions, thinking those are intentions. Uh, I don't know that we've ever lived in a time where people expect more grace and give less grace at the exact same time. Um, You see my actions, but I hope you know my heart. However, when I see your actions, I'm going to judge your heart. It's like, and there's no conversation to even ask a question in between. Uh, I think Christians, as people who have received mercy, we, we have to be on the front line of the battles of giving mercy, of looking at people and asking the question, not what do they deserve, but what do they need? And not what do they need 
for themselves or what do they need from me, but what do they need in order to see Jesus clearly? And that shapes my action and my reaction. What, what do people need in order to see Jesus clearly? And from that standpoint, I live in mercy. Not what do they deserve, but what do they need to see Jesus clearly through me and how I live and act and react to them. And then I try to make decisions based on that. I think if we would attempt to try to do that more than we did not do that, that the world um, might see Jesus and understand who he is more clearly through us and our testimony in our life. And it doesn't mean that we'll win. Doesn't mean we'll win the shouting match. Doesn't mean we'll get the most likes on social media. Doesn't mean that everyone will stand and applaud us. They did not with Jesus. They killed him. But it may allow people to see Jesus when we start seeing what do they need from me to really see the heart of Jesus rather than what do they deserve based on how they've treated me or the world or their actions or their statements. So good and so true. Um, not rec- not demonstrated enough, though. Uh, okay, the last question, fourth discipleship track we talk about every week, uh, leadership track, where we hope people will take something they've learned and share it with someone else. So what right. what from this message would you want our audience to share with someone else? It's a really good question. Um I would say two, I would say two things. I'm trying to figure out which one of the points that I wanted to refer to, but I think it's both. I, th- I think it's one from each. I think the point that I would want people to share from God's plan for redemption is God's plan was always to save a person who would tell the world. Always. That was his plan for Noah. It was his plan for Abraham. It was his it plan for David. It was his plan for the nation of Israel, save a person who would tell the world. It's now become a plan for the church. So I think we've got to see our, if, if you are a saved person, you are a sent person. Like that's just the way that it is. It's been God's plan of redemption from the beginning to save someone, to send someone. It's always been the plan. You cannot be saved and not sent. And if you are saved and not sent, you are missing half the mission of Jesus. So that would be a big one for me. I think the second one would be the hopeless, humble, hopeful. I think a lot of times until we are totally hopeless, we don't even look to Jesus for the answers. But when we get to that state of realizing there's nothing good in me, I, there's nothing that I can do to resolve this. If we would, in that humble state, look to Jesus, all of a sudden, hopeless turns to hopeful with just a change of a glance. But it is a change. It's a, it's a change in our state of becoming humble, of saying, I just can't do it on my own. I cannot do it on my own. I'm going to need help. Um, I think teaching people that hopelessness has a purpose and it's humility because when hopelessness has humility kind of mixed in and then you start together, um, it ends up in hopeful if, if the, if the direction of our glance is towards Jesus. It's, it's interesting. There's the, what's the book by Wayne Cordero, uh, that we like, uh, that he teaches people how to read their Bible through the divine book. mentors, Yeah, divine mentors. Yep. And I mean, I think through this kingdom series, yep. we're learning from these characters and we're, yep. Yeah. They're, ways, men, they're mentoring us in our faith. They are. Yeah. What a, what a great uh, series. So thank you for sharing that Canaanite woman, just another great example. I think of this as I also think of the woman at the well, just yep. two great examples of yep. people who didn't think they had all deserved God's mercy or grace. And Jesus extended it freely. Uh, what, a, what a great.
great uh, what a great lesson. Thank you uh, for your wisdom, Pastor Christian, as you share today. Thanks for uh, tuning in, listening to the Activate Podcast. We want to encourage you, if you're here in town, come and be a part of the live community. Come and be here. We'd love to see you at one of our services, 8.30 or 10.30 on Sunday morning. If you have a question, we can encourage you in any way. Email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. Otherwise, we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.